0: This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Ephesians, specifically chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Living in unity cannot happen until we start with an understanding of who we are in Christ and a commitment to accurately apply the truth that God has revealed to us. So let's study the six traits God expects of you in light of who you are in Christ. Please follow along with Pastor Jim in today's slice of this week's message entitled The Worthy Walk of Oneness, Part 2. Here's something that was spoken by the same omnipotent Savior who, remember, on two occasions cleared the temple single-handedly. Um, you know, I'm talking about Jesus, of course. And in Matthew 11:29, or yeah, 11:29. Part of his invitation, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in spirit and you will find rest for your souls. Look at those two words he put together, gentle and humble or meek and humble. So meekness obviously isn't weakness. Jesus was a man's man and nobody resisted him, at least not successfully, when he cleared out the money changers, and those um, selling sacrifices in the outer court of the temple. Oh, and by the way, you'll find gentleness in Galatians 5.23 as something that is produced by the Holy Spirit within you, part of the fruit of the Spirit. So this worthy walk of oneness is a walk of humility. It's a walk of gentleness. And thirdly, it's a walk of patience. Read on in verse 2 there with all humility and gentleness, with patience. Very interesting word, patience. Uh, There are two words translated patient or patience uh, in the King James Version of the Bible, which causes some confusion because they're both legitimate translations in English. But this one actually is translated sometimes long-suffering. Again, that's a Perfectly fine word. It actually captures the meaning of this Greek word. The problem is, people today don't use the word long suffering except in the sense of, oh, I've been suffering with him for a long time. Um, that, That kind of like putting up with something for a very, very long time. Well, there's a sense of that which is true, but the idea of this word is quite vivid. It comes from the word makros or makros. Whenever we see the word, the prefix in English, macro, it means big, right? Micro, small. Those are from two Greek adjectives, makros and mikros. So it comes from makros, which is large or long, and then the word thumos, which means temper. So it literally means to have a long temper. What do you mean by that? When I get mad, I stay mad for seven weeks instead of three? No. What's the opposite of a short temper? The short temper is the one that flies off the handle easily. The long temper doesn't. It means literally to to have a long fuse. And this word is used in interpersonal ways, that we should be, in this sense, patient. We should have a long fuse with one another. Now, the other word that's sometimes translated patience is better uh, translated endurance, endurance. It's not used for people. It's used for circumstances, and it's the word that means uh, the remaining under, the staying power to remain under something. When you when you have circumstances that are impinging on you, you you remain faithful, staying under that, practicing endurance, so that in the end, God is glorified. God never calls you to suffer or to be tempted beyond what you are. He provides the way of escape also that you may be able to endure it. So two different words, one for circumstances, one for people. The one for people means, well, be patient with each other, not easily provoked by obnoxious people. Oh, and by the way, those are the only ones that provoke you, right? Because if they're smart enough to agree with you and not get in your way, you don't consider them as obnoxious. Right? We, we need this with each other. And think about this kind of from the reverse perspective for a moment. The fact that this exhortation is here, that in order for us to live out the unity that we have in Christ, we have to be patient with each other, implies that patience is necessary in the body of Christ. Because as God continues to grow the body of Christ, the the raw material that he has to work with is abominable. It's people like you and me. And we're saved sinners. And how many of you on the day after you put your faith in Christ suddenly changed into where your life is perfectly described by the fruit of the Spirit? All the time, every day. It's not, no, we're, we're all in various stages of progressing in our sanctification. It's necessary that we have to be patient with each other. Preserving the supernatural unity that we have in Christ, it takes effort, a lot of it. Now, when this word is used about God and His patience, it describes His patience in dealing with sinners. And it means that God has chosen to withhold His wrath, to hold back on His wrath in order to grant time for sinners to repent. That's a pretty good pattern to follow, isn't it? It's not that you want sin to go unchecked, but you want your brother or sister in Christ to grow just as you want to grow. Oh, and by the way, if you were to scour through Galatians 5, 22 and 23... The fruit of the Spirit, you would also find there the word patience. This is the worthy walk of oneness, that we walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which we've been called. It's a a walk of humility and a walk of gentleness and a walk of patience. And then, oh, it gets even harder, a walk of tolerance. He says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Tolerance is, if you will, the logical extension of a combination of humility and gentleness and patience. Tolerance comes from a, a Greek word that means to hold up or to sustain or to bear without losing your composure. I like that. Not to, not to fall apart, uh, to bear with or to, or to endure, or to, to put it in our vernacular. Yeah, I'm afraid it means we have to put up with each other. And again, understand, this is talking about Christians, the adopted children of God. We, in our various stages of maturity and immaturity, we will need to learn to put up with each other, just like God puts up with us. He puts up uh, with a lot from us, and, and that sets the pattern for sure. The love that He showed when Christ died for our sins, that was a forgiving love, and and ours should be like that toward each other. Retaliation or giving somebody the cold shoulder when someone does something we don't like. Well, basically what we could call that is non-Christian behavior. You can't ever excuse that. Or you can explain it, you can, you can give reasons why you are that way, but call it what it is. It's sin. It's, it's, it's wrong. It, it's not worthy of the calling with which we have been called. Where the love of God reigns, it's hard to have an argument because the first word of the argument should never be spoken. And if it is, it should be repented of. It should be forgiven. And realizing that sometimes... They do get started. Sometimes that first bad word is said, well, we tolerate one another in love, and in that way we avoid strife. Peter quoted from uh, Proverbs, when he, in 1 Peter chapter 4, he put it this way, love covers a multitude of sins. He doesn't say love covers up a multitude of sins. He says that love extends to wrap its arms around the one who has even sinned against me. We tolerate one another in love. And don't lose sight of the connection. In love is tied to showing tolerance. Practical way to love people is to show tolerance. Now, I promise you walk around any church, anywhere, for any amount of time, I guarantee you won't always get your way. You will be Overlooked sometimes. You may be disregarded sometimes. Why, you may be sinned against. And every time such a thing happens, that is God calling you to an active role in preserving the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Will you be humble, gentle, patient? And will you put up with others in love? so that the body of Christ can continue to be built up. Next ingredient of the worthy walk of oneness gets even tougher. Diligence. With, all, gentle, with uh, all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Being diligent is a very important word, It means to to take care of something, to make haste with it, to do your best. We're saying be diligent with this. It means move it up to the top of your priority list. Do this. This this needs attention uh, right now. And by the way, it implies determined effort, and it implies exerting as much energy as necessary to accomplish it.